Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And in a week in which Wikipedia has changed its entry on Shergar to just the words... You know, a bit like Maxwell Corney. We look at a, a turnaround in West Ham's fortunes. A, a lot of this season, we've seen um, we've seen performances that sadly haven't been reflected in the results. Good performance, a good performance, and a bad result. But this this week, we saw a scoreline that the performance deserved. So, in a sense, things are lining. The stars are in alignment now. Uh, the performance actually matched the scoreline for one of the first times this season as we played so execrably badly at Brighton that we fully deserved our four nil beating. Um, um, at the end of the last podcast, uh, we did, we talked about, uh, we had the forest win and, uh, our tails were high. Um, we felt that the corner had been turned and this week we've, uh, had two defeats, uh, seven goals against scored one goal and all our previous problems appeared to have come crashing back down again here to discuss that as always, Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Good evening. Grim, grim times, Jim. Grim, yeah, indeed. Grim times. Like yeah. the Blitz. Like the Blitz. Yeah, absolutely. Or Thatcherism or the mods. One of those grim <laughs> times that we have to get through. Um, yes. The Viking invasion. If you remember death. casting your mind back. Hmm? The, the Black, Black death, death, exactly. The Grim Times. Grim <laughs> the Times. Potato famine. Uh, K-pop. But those were those were bad times. The um, Boston yeah. Tea Party. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't a party at all, was it? No, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to that party. Also here to discuss it, uh, one of our favourite guests. It is uh, lecturer and author Mark Gower. Hey, thanks. Hello, for Mark. Me. Now, this week's two games, uh, between you, you attended both games and yep. uh, also saw both games through yep. electronic media. Uh, I only saw a brief highlights package of each of those games, a scant few minutes of each of those games, which was, in a sense, a blessed relief. So I think yeah. there was quite a lot to like in the Manchester United game, but, you know, we got beat 3-1, so it's not that great. Um, so, um, Mark, you went up to Old Trafford uh, on uh, last Wednesday. How was that? Well, I'm, just, I'm still trying to work out which game, after leaving, I was most disappointed about. Because mm. I think with the Old Trafford game, I went up quite optimistic. As you said, we mm. uh, after the Forest game, we put in a really good, scored four good goals. Uh, I went up with my nephew, who's not seen as lose away this season. Wow. Um, he's been to uh, Villa, Southampton, Bucharest. Went to Bucharest. Right. Uh, Brentford FA Cup, Newcastle. So that was a good omen. Yeah, very good. I'd been, um, I had been 22 years ago to the Bartes, the Canio game. Oh, yeah. And so I was feeling quite really optimistic. Yeah. And then we start, I thought we had a, a really good first half. 
played really, really well. We had chances. Um, and then the second half, we were again on top. I think we were right on top of that game until the disallowed goal. Yeah. And we should have put we should have put the game away. We're probably going to talk about the chances yeah. we had, Antonio's two chances. We yes. But when when we scored, it was like 22 years ago. It went, it went berserk. I was ragdolled. Right. Uh, I was on the floor, I was getting picked up by strangers and being hugged by strangers. <laughs> right. And then the noise, I don't know whether you could hear it on the TV. But the noise we made so we were so loud. Yeah, we, even the highlights showed that. Yeah. Oh, the one nil to the Cockney boys, I think, was just the loudest I had ever I had ever heard us. Yeah, yeah. But then when the I think the second miss from Antonio, that dread, you just could mm. feel what was going to happen. And then I still thought it was our day when the goal was disallowed. We thought, well, yeah. we thought, here we go. Yeah, because we didn't, we couldn't see anything at, at Old Trafford. You got those pox. They don't have monitors. They no, have, no. It's and funny, I was looking it? at that uh, the scoreboard where it just says VAR, and I thought, what am I doing? I've got to just look at the ref. That's going to be far quicker than the yeah. archaic monitors. And then it got disallowed. And then the celebrations were off again. But we just never picked ourselves up again. After that, no. you just knew you just knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, the five-minute-long highlights package that I I saw just made me want to never see Antonio play for us again. It was just infuriating. I know what he does that's good. We've been watching him since 2015, but. You know, he's got five yards on uh, the Manchester United defender, runs along, is one-on-one -on -one with their keeper, and just the keeper goes down, spreads himself. We've seen this so many times. He just kicks it into his midriff. Yeah. Uh, it's extraordinary. I mean, it's like it's like he's a schoolboy who's like won a competition to play a Premier League football game. It's just unacceptable. Later on in the game, uh, he did the same thing. Someone was running pa parallel to him. I couldn't see who it was. Maybe Emerson was running on parallel. It, it's nailed on. If he squares that ball, it's 85%, 90% that it will end up in the back of the net. It's like the player running along next to him is free, completely free. It's just, and he just kicks it into the, into De Gea's tummy. De Gea goes down again. Quite often when a, a goalkeeper goes down that early, you know, the net is essentially gaping as long as you don't kick it straight at the sort of fattest part of the goalkeeper, you know? I mean, it's unbelievable. And then a little bit later, it wasn't entirely his fault, but, I mean, this is in a fucking five-minute-long package. Three glaring misses from the away team in a five-minute package um for now kind of checks his run uh but antonio puts it across the box anyway antonio is checking his, i mean uh, you know i think there's a little bit of miscommunication between four now's and antonio it's not entirely antonio's fault you could say four should have committed and attacked it but i think he checked his run to go you know, cut it back, cut the ball back. He was demanding, showing Antonio where to put the ball, but Antonio just put it across the six-yard box, in which at which point Fornals had sort of stopped. Uh, and it, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, one of those goes in, we might go on and win that game. It's, oh, it's, totally. it, yeah, it's totally. just unacceptable yeah. at that level. Unacceptable. Yeah, I think a 2-0 lead, that would have been it. I mean, I, mm. I, no matter who they had to, to bring up, let's face it, the third one was, you know, it yeah. flattered them a little bit. I, I, I agree with Mark. I thought, I thought actually it was one of our, for 70 minutes, it was one of our better performances of the season. I thought, I thought we, um, you know, we, we were exploiting the fact they were a little bit under, under strength. They'd held, they'd held back and, and, um, we were passing the ball, you know, with a bit of speed and a bit of purpose. There was, you know, creating opportunities. You have to take them. You simply have to take them. And I, I, I agree, Phil. You know, we 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 know the strengths of Antonio, and the, you know the, the good things that we we know he's done over the years. But um, at at this level, he's he's not a clinical 
the clinical finisher that you have to have if you're going to beat teams like Manchester United at Old Trafford, you know, yeah. if you're going to be consistently scoring and taking the few chances, you know, um, you're not necessarily going to create a lot of chances away from home, but, but you know, you have to have, you have to have the ability in the team to, to, to take them. And that seems to have just deserted everyone. And, and we're not sure that Antonio ever had that clinical no. side game uh, anyway. No. You know, well, I mean, scored seven away goals in the league this season. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's extra. I mean, he's not the only one. I mean, Bowen is 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 now regularly just kicking it straight at the keeper. Yeah, isn't he? yeah. I mean that that uh, he did. We did create one very good chance against Brighton in the first half of one nil, and it might have you know it might have changed the game if it had gone in. You know, goals do change games, obviously, um, and. Uh, it was well worked. A good break, counter-attacking football. He, you know, he, he did everything right. And he, the Bowen of, of last season and the season before would have would have surely slotted it away. You know, it just needed good placement, and he just hit it straight at the keeper. You know, uh, yeah. uh, so it's a, it, you know, it's a confidence thing in part, isn't it? But it's also, you know, obviously why Ings was brought in, mm. but he was utterly anonymous against uh, against Brighton. Yeah. So yeah, what what was it like against Brighton then? So what was the Brighton game like? Horrendous. What, what way? How how was it bad? What were they not doing? I mean, just oh, I mean, I'm where, sure do you, that... where where do you want to start? Really? Yeah. Um, we were we were poor in in possession of the of the ball. Um, passes going astray. Um, or bad choices being being made. Um, we were utterly dreadful without the ball you know uh, the same back to the same sort of half-arsed pressing that Brighton played through with humiliating ease I, I would say to be honest um, uh, and, and a lack of closing down um, some individual they were all bad but there were some individual performances that were were beyond shocking what did you I, make of it Mark well, the same. So we, uh, I was driving back with, well, before, before when we were in the bar gym and I was speaking to your friend, Tim, I was saying yeah. one thing about West Ham, we don't get thumped. No. We just no. don't, it doesn't happen under Moyes. It yeah. doesn't happen. We, well, don't, has, has we don't get thumped. Well, it was, what was it? Last time was Liverpool, 4-0, Pellegrini. Yeah. Uh, and then... Driving home, and I think that's the one thing that really worried me, because driving home was with um, Dave Terrace, and Dave Terrace said we looked and played like a team that didn't realise they were in a relegation battle. Yeah, actually, we looked and played like a team that looked like they could get relegated. Yeah, they yeah. were all the signs. There was no responsibility from any players. I think the one player you could pull out saying, "Okay, Ariola," I think made some good saves, and you could possibly say um, that he's blameless in that four 0 yeah. yeah, but yeah, there was no, there was. So I, I thought, and I don't like pick him out because there was some horrible dogs abuse he was getting Ben Johnson which I thought was mm. out of all the oh yes out. yeah the sort of social media had a bit of that as well oh it was discussed some of the things he's he's a young kid he did he did mm. not have a good game and he seemed no sleep in um that second goal I didn't I, I, I don't know what he was doing but there's senior international players in that side mm. that have far more experience than him that just what they just weren't making an effort it, they took mm. no responsibility. There was there wasn't even putting it that thing that you just want to see a tackle. I think late on Rice put in a tackle, and he got a booking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you didn't see any of that. You didn't see no. that fight. No. Just that took this embarrassment, just to turn this around. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you about abuse of any player. But I've never been one for for booing players and certainly, no, you know, I, I deplore the whole, I mean, hey, what's the point? How, what what purpose is abusing someone going to zone? Having said that, I don't think Ben Johnson is a kid anymore. He's in his early twenties. Yeah. He's, he's got a, get a fair few senior games under his belt. He's not a kid. He's, he's, a, he's supposed yeah. to be a member of the senior squad. And that was 
um, one of the worst individual performances from West Ham player I have seen in a long, long, long while. He was beyond dreadful. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. And, um, you know, and and that, uh, you know, I don't know where he's come, where they, where they get these players from, Brighton, but that Mitoma destroyed him. I mean, oh, it's the kind of, it's the kind of performance where you think, well, he might not come back from that because he's been publicly humiliated. Um, yes. I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we, uh, we've sort of talked about this on the podcast recently, I think, sort of, he, uh, Ben Johnson was a huge fan favourite, you know, every time someone is one of our, yeah. own, one of our own, there's a sort of disproportionate sort of lauding of that player, you know, basically, if a player comes through and sort of seems competent, we're like, you know, they're going to be an England player in about two years. They're going to play for England. And it's like, he's, yeah. like you've said a couple of times, Jim, you know, his level is probably championship. Yeah, you I know, think it probably is. I mean, yeah. And actually, when we um, when we sold and didn't replace Ryan Fredericks, I thought, hmm, this isn't, this isn't very good. And when Souffal started this season playing as poorly as he did, I thought, well, you know, we sort of need another one. We needed a we needed a right back. We sold one, didn't buy another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's I not, mean, he, you know, he's not, he, he is, he is a sort of competent player. Clearly um, the performance at the weekend uh, <laughs> would sort of uh, decry that um, or belie that rather. Uh, but, you know, he's he's a sort of a, he's another Roland or Jonathan Spector. He's like a squad player that should be able to come in and do a job because he can play at central defence as well. But he's not he's not quick enough, and he doesn't cross well. And and he doesn't read. The game. I don't think he reads the game very well. No, no. The, well, the ball across his shoulder was the ball where he just misread yeah, it. Yeah, and then yeah. the second goal at the back post. He's he's not even looking no, where no. the attacker is. Yeah. And yeah. the space, the, the guy didn't have to move. No, no. no, no he didn't no, no. have to move for anyone to mark him. And that was John's um, man. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of late on, wasn't it? It almost looked just in the little highlights reel. He absolutely is rooted to the spot. I mm. think maybe his mind had slightly gone by that time uh, in the game yeah. because he was having gone. such a wretched existential pit of despair type but crisis you, you the, no one was no one was there putting the proverbial arm around him no and i think no. You, you've got to expect your manager to, to to recognize that a player is being completely outplayed yeah. in a position and, and and possibly do do something about it and, and i would also say you know bowen had a profound shocker as well as well as that 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 miss um he was he was missing in action a lot of the time he stupid johnson was a was it was at fault for the ball that led to the um for the penalty but it was a stupid penalty to to give away yeah. um yeah. And, a needless challenge in that yeah. in that in that situation um and uh he gave he gave johnson very little cover all, all, all afternoon when, when clearly we needed that you know we needed to double up on that Matoma. He was he was just he had just had the freedom of uh of Falmer. And mm -hmm. uh yeah, you know, it was we looked curiously leggy. Um yeah. we didn't there was yeah, very, very very, very little fight. But but I mean Brighton are a good, well organized, are, well drilled, yeah. tidy team who we have yet to beat in this yes, absolutely. Come back to the so you have to put it in, in, in context in that respect. Um uh but Honestly, we made them look like like peak Barcelona. I mean, yeah, Mark, what were you about? It was to say? shocking. Well, their second goal was right out of our old playback uh, book, wasn't it? A yeah. counter attack, yeah. counter attack. They get a corner and they score from a corner. We just don't yeah. see that anymore. But I see. Yeah. I wanted to go back to what Jim said about no one putting uh, an arm around him, spotting he's in trouble. I think just looking. That just made me think about, well, last season, what was different? And I think there was a hierarchy. So you did have Mark Noble there playing. Mm. Wasn't playing all the time, but there was a club captain within there. I know now, we, so we've got Declan Rice as a club captain that we all know or all believe is probably going to go in, yeah. in yeah. the summer. I'm not sure the dynamic or... That worries me, Nat. Now I'm starting just to think about this. 
Yeah. That starts to worry me about is there that will in that side to get things going when things are down? And it didn't look like that at Brighton. That was the no. biggest the biggest well, that, for me, I think. Uh, and, but that was also what was surprising about it, because I think even though we've had some bad results and the occasional sort of bad performance this season, there hasn't really I've never left I've never been left with a sort of sense that um there isn't there isn't effort there isn't an a you know um commitment on the part of the players but but i i i really had that feeling that that, that they they just were they just gave up on uh, on Saturday. and 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 very significantly that that communicated itself to the to the away fans because at one nil down at half time they were booed off by the away support mm-hmm. and I, I, almost unprecedented i mean the away support has always been much more loyal and less fickle than the yeah. than the home support for obvious kind of reasons probably, um, and have been generally, you know, supportive and 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 of of Moyes and yeah. uh, um, it, so that really was you know it was a shock really and but but it but we were lucky to go off one nil down in uh, in that first half yeah um, I think four nil slightly. Slightly faster. I, I, it could easily have been six or seven. It was that bad. Right, right. Uh, we'll continue talking about that after this message. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back. Uh, well, yes, it was a ghastly shock, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I can't remember if you said it on the podcast, Jim, or, you know, just when we were walking away from the Forest game or something. And I'm not saying this to sort of, you know, like score points or anything, because, you know, on the podcast last week, Sam said, you know, I can see us really thumping another team before the season's out. We were sort of buoyed by that Forest performance mm-hmm. and felt that, you know, a, um, a corner had been turned. You know, we said that after, or I said that after the Spurs performance, which was, you know, a 2-0 defeat, We've had a couple of games where it seemed that players that were playing badly at the beginning of the season were starting to find their form again. Soufal principally, but also Suchek, yeah. Bowen, you know, and that this is a good part of the season for that to happen. If these guys are going to suddenly find their mojo with, you know, whatever, 15 games to go, 14 games to go, whatever it is, you know, that's great. Uh, that's almost like new signings if if these guys are going to start playing. So, you know, after the Forest game, you said, you know, uh, and again, you know, I'm honestly not saying this to sort of score points. You said, "Yes, no, I never really thought we'd we'd go down. I didn't think we'd be in danger and stuff like that." And so, and and I felt exactly the same way after that performance. You know, after the fact that you know, also, also, the sort of Moyes uh, sort of detractors. It, you know, one counter argument is. If we had fired David Moyes when we were halfway through the season, 19 games down, got a new manager in, and then the first five games after the Christmas break, we got two wins, two draws, and one defeat, you would call that the new manager bounce. Yeah. You would yeah, call yeah. that the new manager bounce. We beat Forest and we beat Everton. Uh, we drew with Chelsea and Newcastle and we lost one game to Tottenham Hotspur in those five games. That would be a new manager bounce, you yeah. know? And and yeah. so to kind of go, oh, well, this just proves he was the wrong manager. Well, I don't know. What about the last five games before that yeah, game? That's right on Sunday. You know, it's like... 
there, there's a strong feeling that you know you you see posts by people going, "I never wanted him. I never wanted him. Oh, I've is. always thought he was the wrong manager." Well, even when he kept us up after Billich, uh, then came back, kept us up again, and finished sixth and seventh. Did you think he was the wrong manager then? Yes, I did. I thought he was the wrong manager. You would have thought you wanted someone to come in and get us third. <laughs> with with our backing and our finances, that's what you want, is it? Just because you want something doesn't mean it's going to fucking happen. Those teams that are occupying those top six places have amounts of money you can't imagine. So finishing sixth was really good that season and finishing seventh was really good. And arguably those first five games after our, you know, new manager bounce, um, were a move in the right direction it's just now this one game has you know made us uh doubt whether we are in fact going in the right direction because yeah. it's just inexplicable funnily yeah. enough though the you know david moyes did sort of blame the midweek game and yeah. you could almost imagine people all over the country going yeah well manchester united played midweek and they didn't go Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, as you were. Because uh, yeah, well, I was listening to the pod before and James Kearns was on and he was talking about... Um, he was, I, I thought he made some really good points of where he was talking about that two years was potentially a blip yeah. and this yeah. is the norm. He, I remember he talked about <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the norm. Yeah. But what, what worries me about and i'm i'm a i'm a moise supporter what he's given us and i've come and make no shame of that i've really loved these the two seasons i've enjoyed it so much yeah. and i've been adamant going to all these away games just trying to get enough points because i'm adamant that we're going to get to a final i still think we're going to get we could end up in prague yeah, yeah. But the the thing that worries me, and Brighton are everything that we're not right at the moment is that they've got strategy, they've got a philosophy. They do right. Yeah. We don't. They do nice beer, nice affordable beer. We don't have any mm -hmm. of that, right? So they've got a structure. They've got uh, a structure in the club that if a manager leaves, it doesn't really matter too many. It it matters no. at all. We have so. The case that I'm the thing that worries me if we if Moyes goes is that he came in, he's a football manager, he's not a head coach, he's a mm. football manager. So when he comes into a club, he acts as um, a manager, so he mm. he puts in a, a big sticking plaster over a massive crack, which are our Tory donors, owners, yeah. So we haven't heard from them for two years. I no. think that's down to Moyes. The structure that has been that two-year blip, that's down to Moyes putting in a sticking plaster structure. What yeah. I'm worried about is <clears throat> if he then leaves, if he's uh, sacked, we're left with Brady and O'Sullivan. And it, that that really worries me. That mm, mm. who who comes in? So there are, there are um, names panned about, but I think Moyes was as experienced enough to be able to uh, um, and long tooth enough to be able to quiet the noise that was going on at West Ham when he arrived the second time as well. Yeah, yeah. he was able to think have that authority around. Um, the owners to say, look, this is how we're going to do it. And we haven't heard from them. And I just worry, I just worry a little bit that these calls and uh, Jim's right that the away fans are generally the marker. Yeah. 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 Which they, and so on Saturday, they had, they had turned and, oh God, but I just like, I mean, for the record, just a couple of, I mean, I, some very good points there. For the record, I, I still don't think we'll go down, actually. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I do think, actually, it's it's the kind of performance, that, I mean, it looks like they're pretty much not going to change the manager now. So I think, no. you know, Moyes is going to, and who, you know, partly, partly, because <laughs> yeah, um, uh, they're, they're saying that there's nobody, there's nobody else 
that they would want available. And that's probably true to a certain extent. Yeah. Who would come? Who would we we, we would want? Um, and uh, I think it's the I think it is the kind of result that that just makes players look at themselves properly and and you know it, it's probably uh, a, a bit a, a more of a shaker up of a result than beating Forest four 0 You know uh, it, it 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 should be a big, big dash of cold water, a bucket full of cold water over them really. Yeah, um, and we know, don't we, from what we've seen that they are, you know, individually and collectively good enough to to beat a lot of the teams around them um, and to pick up sufficient points between now and the end of the season to, to stay up. And I, I think we probably will. I think it'll be tight. And I think, it, we, you know, we're absolutely now under no illusion that we're in a relegation fight. They shouldn't be. They should have thought that anyway. But I, yeah. I, I still think, I think we're going to stay up. I mean, I think the point that Mark makes is a, is a, is a good one. Is that, um, and the, sort of following on from James, is, is that, a lot of people accuse Moyes of being a dinosaur. I don't think he is, but I do think we have dinosaur owners. And yeah, I, do. I, I, I think um, the, the, the big structural problems, the, the, the way in which the club is fundamentally run, you know, it, it, you know, the, the, it all rots from the top, doesn't it? And, and uh, that's a problem. And, and I think we all, we will always go to a kind of default sort of, um, problem situation all the while they're they're in charge because it's impossible I think working for them to put any kind of coherent as you say strategy philosophy in place because um, ironically you know Sullivan's obsessed with being sort of popular isn't he for his, um, uh, and and wanting to make the big signings and and you know be the big football club owner whereas you know Brighton teams like Brighton and clubs like Brentford and, and so on just quietly get on with it you know, they, they, they they have a plan they have a strategy yeah they yeah. they uh, you know um never sustainable in the long term simply because they don't have the the depth of resources that yeah. you were talking about Phil of the really big clubs but no. you know they, they can punch above their weight for a substantial amount of time. And Southampton did it for a long while, didn't they? But yeah, ultimately, yeah. the bottom will fall out. You can't just keep selling good players and replacing them. You know, you're going to get unlucky at some point. You know. Um, well, we've we've um, you know the types of players we bought. We you know every every few years we have a really good transfer window where yeah. we get you know obviously the Pie Ogbonna. Jenkinson on loan, you know, that season we bought half a team that could all go straight in and play. Lanzini, you know, Zerati was still there, came back into favour under Bilic, having gone out of favour because he was good under Allardyce. Um, you know, and they all just came straight in. They didn't have to kind of like watch from the touchline for, you know, half a season before they got a kick. Um, but then this, you know, the... There's, there are sort of glaring problems, both at fullback, that didn't get fixed uh, during Moyes' tenure. Uh, like you've said, we've said a few times, Jim, Paqueta was perhaps not exactly the solution that even Moyes thought he was. Mm-hmm. And that's worrying. You sort of, you, you, you'd hope that, you know, maybe Noble in this job he's got might have some kind of, sphere of influence that is somewhere between the owners and the manager. Um, because obviously I do think that Moyes's, you know, admiration of a having a small squad is problematic because quite often they just aren't two good players in every position. It's like, you know, he's sort of hanging on to Cresswell and doesn't like Emerson as a left back. So we've got one left back who's now in his early 50s and can't run fast enough, you know. And then another one that we bought from Chelsea who plays internationally that he doesn't fancy at left back, though he looks like he'd probably be all right, you know. It looks like he's now started to change his mind on that. So he's playing him now in a back four, isn't he? Well, I think that was the first time, though, he started in the back four for a long while, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, we did really miss Soufal. So because he well, just he just started to come into form last yeah. two games, looking really. really looking back to his best, and then just seeing that injury, that was a again we're going back to Ben Johnson, but that was a massive hole. I hope this I is agree. only temporary. The injury to Soufal, you know. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I agree. I think injuries 
people underestimate the degree to, I've said this yeah. before, you know, that injuries, injuries kill you. And, um, we've had particularly, we've had a very good run under boys for a couple of seasons with injuries, but we've had some really, really bad luck with the timing of injuries, the nature of them, uh, you know, uh, again, just before the season started, you know, Cornet becoming yeah. another, another sort of, you know, absent, permanent absentee, um, Soufal, as you as, as you said, I, that, that timing of that couldn't have been worse because he was such an important part in um, our sort of uptick in in form. Um, but even early really- on, we had early on where Zuma got injured, and you just looked like we were about to click. Um, beat Bournemouth two nil. Mm. Zuma got injured in that game. Then we. And I didn't realise it got in. Then we went to Southampton, which it was a game that I thought we were going to win. No problem. Uh, yeah. I looked One at draw, I went to that. Yeah. yeah, he had clicked. Everything yeah. looked like he clicked. And then I got to the ground and we'd gone from a back four to a back three for Zuma. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was it? Johnson, Zuma, Kera and Crespo. Yeah. That's not like, <laughs> looking back, that's not a great uh, back four. And so... So yeah, so we've. I think we've been when we look back and we we talk about the games where we have been lucky. I think we've been really unlucky this season. We have, yeah, definitely. And it, yeah, but it's yeah. taken its toll, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had bad. You know, we have had bad VAR decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of injuries, lots of. Uh, you know. But but there's also just the ball not going inside the frame of the goal, pointing at you know like people hitting the bar as sort of good. It's like, well, unfortunately, that's that's literally by the legal definition of the game, not a goal. Yeah. Or on um, on target. Yeah. I mean, that Southampton game was some, you know, like we were at the end where we had like just the corner after corner after corner after corner. And the shots we had in that game, something like 25 shots in that game, but just none of them inside the frame of the goal. One goal all game, you know, and it's like it has been. That's been a just. I Did mean, it's just killed us not scoring. Yeah, goals. Uh, at the risk of of of, of sounding heretical, um, do, do we think Rice has come to sort of believe in his own myth a bit, or believe in his own? Is he is he a bit Billy Big Bollocks now? And because uh, I feel, I feel, I feel. I, <laughs> You know, it's almost ten million pounds of his asking price being wiped off almost every other game now. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of comments about him. You know, Roy Keane and Gary Neville critical of him in the in in the media. Is there a sort of sense? Because actually, you know, he was pretty poor on um, on Saturday as well, and he has had some by his standards, and I am saying by his standards, some subpar games this season hasn't he i mean he's been great a lot of the time yeah and a lot of the time you know uh in games the second halves of games in particular it's like he's like that game up at man Field, you know he was just trying to drag everyone up by their bootstraps yeah. you know um but i do, what do we think do you think he's i mean there, i think there, um under Pellegrini, when the, when the midfield was Rice, who might have started playing for England at that time, and Noble, I mean, Noble obviously was a bit slow, but they quite often left a huge gaping void in the middle of the park. You know, England's next captain and one of the best midfielders this country's produced since, you know, Hoddle or Waddle or Billy Bonds or whatever, and they're beating us in the middle of the park, you know, and sometimes that, you know, those are couple of Spurs goals, both came sort of through the middle. And I think there's a bit of a, you know, we've got this quite delicate balance of midfielders with um, Suchek and Rice, or we did have until Paqueta came in as part of the three, that both like to have a lot of freedom to play. And sometimes if they're both missing from the middle of the park, you know, that it was obviously... An easier game for us against Nottingham Forest, but those three really clicked in that game. I thought Paqueta, Suchek and Rice developed a little bit of a kind of telepathic relationship in that game. When when, uh, Suchek went walkabout in search of a goal, Rice was careful to screen the back four. 
mop stuff up, you know. Um, but when that's not happening, there is a huge sort of gap in the middle of the park. And I think, you know, Rice quite often goes after, you know, puts his attacking hat on and sometimes vacates the area in front of the defence, which maybe he should be sitting a little bit more. And, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's my slight concern about it. I, I'm, I'm partly playing devil's advocate, obviously, but I mean, part of my concern about him is that, that yeah, attacking hat. That attacking side of his game isn't really good enough, is it? He's not no. at... If you think about great midfielders, I mean, if you think about Keane and Scholes and Gerrard... Lampard. He's not Lampard. He's not at that level, is he? No, actually. no. But he's, 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 he is a good... He's more of a defensive. Yeah. He's a yeah. very good holding, yeah. as they used to call it, or whatever they call it, yeah. like a defensive midfielder. You know, breaks play out. Scott has got got great athleticism, um, sets attacks going, can drive forward with the ball. But in and around the box, he's not. You know that he isn't that complete midfielder, is he? In, in, I, in a sense, I, I think he's got the ability to be. He shows that he can do it because uh, when he when he on against Kidderminster. When he yeah, yeah, yeah. on, I saw that as an attacking change. Yeah, yeah, yeah gets definitely. the ball, and he he when he's got space in front of him, he tends and he has. And what I'm I'm, I'm going to get back to how he's playing at the moment. He tends to run and push forward into that space. We yeah. did maybe two or three up to maybe a month ago. He would take the ball and run into that space, and he changed that. I know. Again, we're talking about Forest Kidderminster. Yeah. Right? But he did, he dragged that game back by coming on. It was an attacking move. He was the yeah. one pushing forward and then got the goal. And I still, what I've seen in the last few games is him being quite reserved. And we, we're seeing Suchek playing a lot further forward. Suchek yep. playing a lot for, yeah. further forward. And then Pakatar is now doing that. And, and Rice has. Tends now, now you're saying, John, I'm, I took a while just thinking about, I don't know how I feel about this, because I really like Sam's story last week about someone saying, if I get, if we get relegated, I've got to stay here. Yeah, saying, yeah. Oh, my God, I want to believe that. Yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> I want that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, so I'm, and I, I adore him. So I'm now trying to be rational and think, well, actually, the last few games, he hasn't pushed forward. Maybe it's longer than that. Maybe I'm being a bit more blinkered, but he has, Kosuchek has clearly been told, you need to push forward. And Rice, yeah. I see, is holding back a lot more. They're not doing the thing that they used to do, right? as go, I'll go, you stay, and then I'll go, you stay, and have yeah. that uh connection with each other. Because there's three of them that Rice is just holding, but he does need, if he does want, he has got that ability to do it. And that's what really I will get really pissed off about when he leaves and he does go to another club and then he does start doing those things because he's got better players around him and he mm. does. People see people will say, see, that's what happens. You leave West Ham, you, you're able to grow. As oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be able to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, he needs, uh, I mean, you know, he would look better with better, um, you know, obviously better movement in front of him. I think it's not, you know, there are the players, if you put them in the right configuration, I think there are players that, you know, we're, the, you know, in, 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 in relation to the same conversation we're having about there should be enough to keep us up. There should be enough players around him to just score some more goals than, than we do. You know, it's like that, We've talked about it time and time, or maybe I've talked about it time and time again. But this, our, our our only attacking move, going up the left flank, stopping, turning, and passing it back to Rice, uh, because he's standing there and making himself available. Yeah. Uh, when you know, perhaps that should be some kind of playmaker that we've bought. The you know, like Dimitri Paye, yeah. who's gonna you know find a fantastic slaughter through ball into the path of Danny Ings. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, Rice did score against Forrest. So, you know, it, it, and it, scored it, a fantastic goal. And yeah, I mean, it was almost an so, exception that proves the rule that, so it, that yeah. 
you know how how many he has scored a few of those. Uh, there was one against Watford in 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 a lockdown game, wasn't there? There was a, a long range one against Villa yeah. last season or season before last. Um, but they are few and far between, aren't they? Yes, and but it's a sort of. I mean, Skulls would score three or four of those a season. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's um, I I I'm not doing. I, I mean, obviously, I think he's brilliant. It's one of the best players we've had in in in, yeah. in ages, but. I think, in a way, um, the fact that he's such a big fish in our smallish ponds has meant that you know we've, there's this almost expectation, placing expectation on himself almost to be to add goals to his game to, to be a more all-round box-to-box midfielder. But if you look at England, he plays; he just sits in front of the back yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never gets beyond the halfway line, or very, very rarely. And I think if he goes to that big club, that's what he'll end. That, that's what they'll see him as. They won't yeah. see him as uh, he's not. He's not going to, um, you know, if he joins United, he's going to do the role that Casemiro does, isn't he? He's going to be. He's going to be that holding midfield. If he goes to Chelsea, he'll be a Jorginho replacement, yeah. won't he? He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to turn into Frank Lampard suddenly because because if he's going to be that, he would already have that in his locker. He's not. He's, he's never been a goal scoring midfielder, really. Um, no, no, uh, but it's possible that that might develop at another club. You know, I mean, he'll certainly, might, be, bought, he'll certainly think... be bought to be the defensive midfielder, but he I think, will. yeah, you know. He's yeah, got that he skill will. set. He definitely has that skill set. We've seen it. And I do, and he does, when he does get the ball and run, in, and he's got space in front of him. Oh, it's and, thrilling. And it he doesn't well, do it as, really thrilling. It doesn't do it as much as he used no, to. No, he hasn't. He hasn't done it. And there, there's times when... It's well, he's got the ball. I actually want him to be able to pass to another Declan Rice in a in a forward position. Obviously, that's yeah. A, but you know, we we uh, I mean, you know, on the on the positive side, we we you know because obviously we were at the um, the uh, the end that they kicked to in the second half against Spurs, and we had the ball in Spurs's half a lot of that first half of the game against Spurs we the changes three at the back um wing backs just Suchek and Paqueta playing better in fact Paqueta didn't play against Spurs I don't think but um it what we did seem to be getting ourselves further up the field and getting people a bit closer to it wasn't Ings against Spurs but you know it was Ings against Forest uh Ings found his role, found his way into the game against Forest, um, and you know we, you know we we you know we have to hope that that game against Brighton was a wake up call because I feel we were starting to sort of make progress. So yeah. you know, again, yeah. just yeah. To, just to reiterate though, that those those first five games after that um, hypothetical time when we could have got a new manager, well. The new manager that we might have bought if we didn't have David Moyes, David Moyes got two wins, two draws, and a sure. defeat I, I, against I, I, some I, quite I, difficult teams. Yeah. And hopefully um, that Brighton game is, you know, the wake up call. It it has to be, you know. It, it, it's just they can't keep playing. You know, they can't. They've got to string two good performances again. I mean, yeah. I have to say that is a sort of that feels like a feature of even the best years of Moyes. Was quite often there'd be there'd be a reaction if we had a bad game, but also the bad game would be the game that came after a good game. It was, we did play sort of bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game, quite a lot in those seasons, even when we finished sixth. That's so deeply rooted in the DNA of the club, isn't it? Yeah. It almost goes beyond managers. It's almost, you know, it's, it's, it's epochal in its, you know, I, 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 yeah, that is what we are, you know, inconsistent in that way. And nobody seems to be able to break that um, inconsistency, really. No, but, um, but you know, like, you know, like you said, Mark, the, I mean, a huge feature of those, of those two seasons, especially, you know, the first one when we finished six, when Lingard came in, was this fantastic camaraderie they yeah. seemed to get, the celebration of goals. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen goal celebrations because we haven't scored any fucking goals, but, you know, the, just the way they celebrated each other's goals, you could just see the spirit. You could see they liked each other, you know. Um, Fornells was a real kind of Dudley do-right in that team. He was 
was like, you know, apparently that band celebration with Jesse Lingard, that was his idea and all that sort of, you know, all the kind of fun they genuinely look to be having on the pitch. There's no real evidence of that because we're not playing very well. So, you know, they're not actually having a good time because they're not playing great. And, um, because again, I, I think I'm really hoping that Brian is that is a blip. Because the um, Old Trafford, we played well. We mm, really mm. we were good, right? And we created lots of lots of balls across the across the front of the goal. Just not people getting in the box. Probably not expecting that ball's going to yeah. come across and getting in the box and scoring. And maybe things had been there, you know. Oh yeah, so. So with yeah. that, um, I mean, they were poor. Man United were actually poor, I thought. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, that their, their defeat, you know, the 7-0 defeat, you know, it was, it was really interesting. I mean, that that result definitely, definitely flattered them, you know, that, that, that cup result. Yeah. Um, and you could see that they were not, they were not really, particularly first off, they weren't, they weren't at it. But they made uh, changes, didn't they? They made a big difference. Casemiro didn't yeah, start did. that game, did he? And, yeah. and you know, no, I mean, you know, once they got back to their starting yeah. lineup, they beat us three-one. I mean, well, I, that, I know that, you know. and that's the difference, isn't it? So I saw yeah. before the game, I was thinking, well, in the League Cup final, what what's the best result for us? And I think it was them winning mm. because then you could th- get a bit of complacency, and then all that celebrations that were going on. I was oh yeah, that, was and I was thinking. Really- Ridiculous. What are you doing? All this patting, yeah. do that after. All yeah. this patting on the back. I thought this has got, again, I was talking about all the signs. And then just when you just knew it was going to happen. They, and it happened before when um, I was there last season and nil-nil and they changed. They bring on Rashford, Martial, Carvalho. Mm. And Rashford scores in the nine, third minute of injury. Yeah, yeah. 1-0. <clears throat> They can bring on those players, and they were able to do that. They we yeah. haven't got that. They can do that. Teams like Man United can bring on players like that. We haven't, in reality, right? And maybe this, I'm saying something stupid here because we've spent a lot of money. We shouldn't be compete. We shouldn't really be able to compete with teams like Man United. But we should have won that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, something. I mean, I feel that something is sort of missing from the kind of psychology. We just we. We've got close to sort of pulling a surprise this season. You know, if Cornet's first effort had gone in because it was a good chance against Chelsea away and then a perfectly good goal was disallowed, we could have actually won that game instead of yeah. losing it, you know. And But but there's a lot of if only. There's been good performances against teams better than us, uh, but we haven't pulled a shock and you know nearly every other team has like managed to kind of shock another team managed to sort of do the you know managed to get a result that's not the obvious or predicted result by you know pulling off a fantastic win we just it's been you know at best we've had heroic failures you know where we've done really well and deserved to get more out of the game. Well, we didn't get more out of the game. It's like you know, so all of that heroism is for nothing unless you know we just pull one surprise. Whereas, you know, again in previous seasons, you know, we beat Liverpool at home, we beat Chelsea. You know, we've had good, had good results. You know, you know, the Spurs one all was actually that was a good one this yeah. season. You know, we yeah 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 we you know we. Heads didn't go down when they scored. We got the goal we deserved. Pakatar got his debut. And we, you know, sheer determination got us not a win, though. It yeah. was a one-all draw, one point, not yeah. enough points. You I know. mean, even the Spurs away, it wasn't – We, I thought we were – we played, again, you were saying, we played really well. And it wasn't until their goal that the game totally – Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, totally changed. So we've got uh, two games uh, this week. Uh, we've got um, uh, Larnaca on Thursday and we've got Villa on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Um, what do we think? Um, well, I think I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know anything about Larnaca. I don't know what kind of level that 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 is. I'm assuming it's the sort of level of some of the games that we played in the, in yeah. the group stage in this competition. Although they they obviously got a decent result, didn't they? In the um, they beat Dnipro or someone someone yeah. like that. 
Um, but I you've mean, got it's a, a tiny home. little town. It's a tiny little place, yeah. Tiny so, little coastal town. Tiny little stadium. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got to hope that they that will put out, you know, that that sort of side that has done well in that competition in Lansing, yeah. Kamaka, yeah. and Rama, yeah. Downs, um, those sorts of players. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that that we get a comfortable enough win to not have to worry about the second leg. You know, to, yeah. to me. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three nil. Yes. Wow. I'm gonna go three one. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so it's really <laughs> this is mad the way this podcast's gone <laughs> three nil three one and yeah I'm gonna go two nil. Well, a lot of those games were threes, weren't we? We scored three, three in a regular. lot of those games, which is part yeah, of the reason I'm saying that. I, I agree. I hope that I, I hope that Moyes, you know, doesn't suddenly go a bit mad and go, oh, after the Brighton game, I need to give some of my, you know, my A-list players a confidence-boosting game. Uh, I want him to. I want him to play the team that won those six games in the group. So you want like whoever it was, Lanzini, Downs, you know, those those sort of, you know, give Johnson another chance to sort of redeem himself. Yeah. You know, um, Skamaka, uh, you, you know, show those guys, reward those guys for winning every single game in the group effortlessly, you know. Yeah. Don't kind of go, you know, no, Antonio needs this more than you. You know, so-and-so needs this more than you. I'm going to have to play them for the good of the team. No, for the good of the tournament and winning that tournament, play the team that won all the games, you know, in the run-up. Because yeah. I'd like to see I... Devine get on, Devine Mabamba. I'd like yeah. to see him get some minutes because when he's come on, he's looked lively. He mm. looks like he could cause trouble. He shows a lot of effort when he gets onto the pitch as well. Yeah. So yeah. I would like to see a lot more of him. And he's scoring goals um, in the youth team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a good opportunity for him to come off the bench in that game or something, you know. Because maybe, obviously, I, I think it would be, you know, we have to see Skamaka again this season, even yeah. though we bought Danny Ings. We can't kind of go, oh, yeah, we've got this season internationally, Italy international, but then we bought Danny Ings. So he's playing instead of this Italian number nine. Uh, that can't be. Uh, though Moyes is so cautious that so you suspect it might be now that now that Danny Ings has passed the test and is now permitted to play for the first team. You know, I hope the Skamaka hasn't gone sort of back down the pecking order. I'd like to see them both play together. But um, yeah. yeah, and now Villa, now we have another incredibly yeah. crucial game with more hanging on it than should be. Really, you know, if we'd lost against Brighton but put in a really good away performance, there would be less pressure on this game than there is. But um, it's oddly mirrors the away game uh, earlier this season when you it know it's just lost game after game after game, and that game suddenly became very important. But that was a much shitter Villa team than now because yeah. they've turned a little bit of a corner with um, yeah. uh, Unai Emery, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it'd be easy game. Um, no. They've got some good players. Uh, yeah, obviously much less optimistic about that one than the uh, game in Cyprus. Um, uh, they've got to lift it. They've, they've got to bounce back. Um, 2-1. I think, we, I think we'll win it. 2-1. Mark? There's big games coming up, isn't there? So not yeah. just the bigger game. So Lanaka again. Then we've got Southampton at home, Newcastle midweek, Fulham away, then there's Arsenal, then Bournemouth Palace. Oh my God, April? Well, that's it's, def it's defining, it's season defining. Oh, we'll know where we are. Come, come, by the time we play yeah. Palace, we'll know where we are, won't we? So Villa, I think 1 0. Did... Yeah, you said 2 1, didn't you, Jim? Yeah. Without a great deal of conviction, but I'm no, no. Uh, that's, uh, well, I'll take two nil. I've got a horrible feeling about a draw, you know, which won't sort of do either team that much good. Though Villa are a little bit. They're all right, aren't they? They're, yeah, they're, they're going to be all right now. Thingy mid table, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Well, I'm going to optimistically say two all, but I'm. In, I think I'm. You know, it could easily be one all. I think. Uh, two nil. Going two all. 
Sorry, 2-0, yeah. but it could easily be one all, I think, that game. I'm going to say 2-0, though. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, here's hoping. I think, you know, the Larnaca game, I think, you know, we will win that. And that that will give us a bit of confidence for the weekend. Four finals, then, potentially. Yeah, 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 absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's all about avoiding Lazio, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are going they're, great they're, guns this they're season? Doing very well. And Felipe yeah, Anderson we plays every week. We won't beat Lazio, but yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I would say that's probably the only team we really have to worry about in the rest of yeah. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we, I was looking at the we were favourites, weren't we? Oh, I think well, maybe it's Lazio now. Must be Lazio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you but... would have thought so. Anyway, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelan's. With me this week have been Jim Grant, Cheerio. and Mark Gower. Cheers. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.